This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. For the first time in probably a million years, I had to start the microphone and go back and re-record. I was thinking as I set it up, I thought with two podcasts going now, different introductions, how long is it going to be before I put the wrong introduction on the wrong podcast? I can't even keep one straight. Well, that wasn't the problem. They were doing some video work, some dubbing work, whatever you call it, I'm using the microphone for different purposes. Well... Sometimes it goes in there and it, it messes with the input settings, which does not produce a good quality podcast. And it's funny that this came up. I noticed it in the waveform because that's what I see, right? I obviously don't see my words. It doesn't dictate. I just see waveform popping up in here. And uh, I'm looking at the waveform. I'm thinking, that doesn't look like the normal waveform as I'm talking. It caught my eye a couple minutes in. Thank goodness I caught it. Would have been a horrible podcast. So what are we talking about? Besides me screwing up my own show. We were on the radio yesterday. Fantastic show. I'm telling you, you got to check it out. Projectchaos.org. I don't know. Nobody's complaining that I'm overdoing it. I'm going to keep promoting it because i got to tell you, it's really fantastic work. And I'm hoping that it is engaging for a lot of people. So far, the feedback has been great. And we have a new live radio show plus bonus content via the podcast. You can get it all at projectchaos.org. The live show, if you're not in Philadelphia, to listen to 860 AM, it does stream from the station website. I have the links at projectchaos.org. We do post that as a podcast, usually uh, about a week later, as well as the bonus material that comes out with that. So currently, for example, this brand new show launched with 14 podcast episodes. You can go in there and do some binge listening if you wanted to. You're working outside for the day. You got a long drive. There's some nice, encouraging, uh, inspirational, and educational material there that I think you'll enjoy listening to. Very happy with it. Uh, but five live, 14 total. We just recorded number six, and that'll go up with another podcast, maybe two, depending on how things go. So by next week, there will be another two episodes there. And it's been working out great. Why do I bring all this up? We talked about, uh, just to give you a little teaser, we talked about Iwo Jima, the problem they had there of no tanks. You know, I found this account from the commanding officer there. It's so funny. You see the the imagery and the, everybody knows the photo of the flag raising on Iwo Jima, that iconic Marine Corps photo. And um, it really is. And it's probably a real sign to what the, the Marines had to deal with there. But anyway, the, the main problem was they couldn't get tanks on the island. And it was horrible for them trying to take that island without armor. They talk about how did they solve it? You're going to have to listen to find out. It's an amazing story. And then another big story came up. I was talking the week prior about Force Design 2030. And the problem is that they took away the tanks and artillery from the Marine Corps. That's what led me to talk about that Iwo Jima story. Same problem today for different reasons, but the solution remains the same. But then I come to find out that the problem is even bigger than I thought, that the Marine Corps doesn't have ships. I kid you not. Well, lo and behold, there's a solution to that, too. you got to listen to it. Listen to me. If there's one thing I could tell you about these military stories, no surrender, no stopping us, no excuses. Everything can be solved. We talked about the Battle of Trenton. You want to talk about solving everything. you got to go check it out. But part of the reason that ProjectChaos.org, I'm telling you, you're going to get a lot of the truth 
the truth about, I, it's unbelievable what we're exposing there. That Iwo Jima story in itself is so encouraging. It's all right there, like a manual for us going forward. Why do I bring all this up? Well, we're talking about syndication of the show. And in the process of that, the two shows get blended. ProjectChaos.org is not a political show. It's not like the Christopher Scott show. It's a different show about different things. Now, naturally, I'm me, and it's not an act. Everything's genuine, but it's like when I'm talking about, say, cooking. When I'm talking about cooking, I don't talk the way I talk when I'm talking about politics. It's not that I become a different person. I just talk about these things differently, right? Lay things out a little differently. You know, whether or not you like salt and pepper on your on your meat, I'm going to be a lot less judgmental about that as opposed to you telling me that you think that guns are bad. You see what I'm saying? If you say to me you think pepper is bad, I say then leave it off. You say to me guns are bad, I'm like, get out of my house. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Anyway, back to the syndication point. I don't know if I want to syndicate the Christopher Scott show. Long and short of it, we're going to be talking to people. We'll see what comes out of it. But I like my weekly Project Chaos show. I love what I'm doing there. And I like what I'm doing here. And I like being free to do what I want. It's the whole point of the Christopher Scott show, to be free to do what I want. The minute I start tying up a deal, that's going to change. Now, that being said, you know, mama needs shoes or whatever the saying is. You know, we got bills to pay. So we'll just see where it goes. But for right now, we're just sticking with the plan, I guess what I was trying to say. It's a very interesting conversation, everything that's going on with news and politics. And I think you got to really think carefully whether you want to jump into it these days and how you're going to do that, honestly. Anyway, that's enough of that. Let me get into the topic of the day because we really haven't talked about it too much. And that is the politics of the day. We're heading into an election season. There's a lot of issues in front of the country, but what are we really talking about right now? I hope that you'll consider what I'm about to tell you carefully because I see this as a big, big issue right now. Came up during the Super Bowl. It was actually my wife who brought it up. I really wasn't paying attention. I haven't watched pro football in probably 10 years now, like literally at all. Like, if I've watched a handful of games in in 10 years, it would be something amazing to say that. I haven't watched any Super Bowls. I happened to watch a little bit of the halftime clip this year just because it caught my eye how absurd it was, honestly. The whole drama. Like, I don't have a – I really could care less about Taylor Swift. And look at this whole Taylor Swift thing. And I just think to myself, I don't get it. I guess, there, you know, there's people that like her music and – um you know, it's a lot of man bashing, which is, I guess, fine, right? This is what male singers do, I guess. Their frustration with the opposites. I just don't get, I don't get all the drama. But here's the bigger point. And I, I don't, you know, I'm at the point in my life, and I know obviously not everybody agrees with me on this. I get it, but I don't want drama in my life. I watch all these people watching The View and stuff like Jerry Springer and and TikTok. And there's just a whole market for stupid, a whole market for mindless. And people, well, people want to escape. Yeah, people don't want to work. People don't want to put any effort, you know, because listening to an engaging podcast, well, that takes mental effort. Flipping through pod, uh, TikTok for two hours requires very little to no effort at all. 
big difference there. So people have different feelings on what kind of drama they want inserted into things. The Super Bowl obviously got a heaping pile of drama to the point that there was nothing else. Absolutely nothing else. And that was the point that my wife made. She said, nobody's even talking about the different teams. Who has a better defense? Who has a better offense? And here's my point about it. It seemed to me pretty well predetermined, probably by the amount of advertising dollars that Pfizer pumped in, that the Chiefs were going to win. I think that was predetermined. And that's a big reason why I don't watch football. It seems fake to me. Now, professional wrestling is entertaining to watch once in a while. I haven't watched that in many, many years either. doesn't interest me. It's fake. Is there even still a market for this stuff? Isn't it crazy without TV, the things that you don't see? I don't see any professional wrestling. Whatever happened to those iconic, whatever happened to just a good, solid Saturday morning of watching doggone TV? Some, right? That was the TikTok of the day, really. My mother, she would scream about it. Get away from that boob tube. going to rot your brain. Anyway, there's my wife. My wife's not a Taylor Swift fan, as best I know. Not really a football fan. And her observation, nobody is even actually talking about the football game. Nothing. Zilch. Zero. Maybe some of the sports nuts guys were, you know, doing the super-duper play-by-play. I mean, it happens in politics, too, right? And Biden, look, when he got off of Air Force One, he slipped, and then he got up, and then he didn't salute. And look at it. Oh, my God. How does this affect my life? It doesn't. Travis... Kelsey and Taylor Swift, God bless them. I hope they have a long and wonderful romance and a beautiful, beautiful family. I really do. Beyond that, I do not care. And to me, that just they've destroyed the integrity of the game, taken away everything about it that was good. The same that we see with the military. It's the same thing. Who's going to be excited about getting into that when you don't even – there's no value in the game anymore. That your value as a look at the Andy Reid thing with Travis Kelsey bumping him. I saw the replay of that. Tell me that wasn't, and then it just goes away. Tell me that wasn't all predetermined. Maybe not completely. They needed to be authentic. You know, let the guy go a little bit. Let the guy go a little bit. I don't know. I really don't know. Well, good for Kansas City. Good for them, but. None of it had anything. I don't even know. Even after the game, what was the score? What was the big play? Who was the MVP? I didn't hear any of that. None. All anybody talked about was the girly clothes that Travis Kelsey wore. That's another thing. Like, I guess it's like you sensationalize everybody. Ooh, look, a man dressed like a woman. I guess it's still, I guess it still turns heads even in this day and age. Not for me. I'm like, <laughs> I'm out, dude. You know? It's not enough. You got millions of people tuned in watching men running around in, in their underwear, smashing their heads against each other. And then this guy's going to show up in a girl's outfit. The world's changing quickly. I guess I'm just becoming more obsolete. I don't know. What does all this nonsense mean for the country? It's the same for the election. What are the issues? What, does anybody even care? This is uh, very interesting to me, the path that we're on, and how little attention just basic things are getting. 
What are the issues? Who even knows? If you were to ask the average person on the street, who even knows anymore? Nobody's involved. So much for a government of the people, by the people. That's gone. And people don't even want to be involved. They say, no thanks. I think the bigger question is why are the politicians running from the real issues? What are the real issues? Should we talk about them a second? Does anybody really care? I don't know that anybody does. You just sit here and add my own drama to this might be the best thing. Maybe I'll make it big on TikTok or something like that. Nobody else, none of the politicians, none of the news works, networks. What do you have? Let's talk about the economy. What economy? Nobody even knows what it means anymore. What are the economic indicators, you tell me? That's all been polluted. The, uh, you know, they talk about inflation. Oh, inflation's been flat. You say, well, how come I go to the grocery store? The prices keep going up. Well, because they don't count that in the inflation index. Everything you see is rigged in some way. All the way down to the temperature gauges, that the way they're collecting temperature data for the so-called global warming. I'm not kidding. The New York Times bestseller list, gamed, all of it. Everything you've led to believe, fake. What is the economy? What are the economic indicators? They'll come out with the unemployment report. You watch. The next report will come out. Every time now they do this. Jobs are up. Everything looks great. Um, two months later when nobody's watching, uh, the figure was revised down. It's all lies. And I think it goes deeper. There's a big charade going on. So what's really going on with the economy? Does anybody even know? The the debt, I have that last on my list, but it ties in. Is that They'll deal with the economy. Look, the bottom line now is the economy doesn't mean what the economy meant in the 70s. You know, they keep saying this isn't this isn't your daddy's Democrat Party anymore. It's not your daddy's Republican Party either. Both sides are great at that, right? <laughs> the WWF style of poli- uh, politics that we have. You know, the, the, the Republican it's not your daddy's Democrat Party anymore. This isn't the Kennedy Democrat Party anymore. And then the the mainstream media comes up. Yeah, this isn't the Bush Republic. This isn't the Reagan Republicans anymore. <laughs> Hate has no home here because it's everywhere. (laughs) That's the topic of the day. So what does the economy really mean? I'm convinced at this point that all the economy really means to the American people is if there's jobs. If employment is solid, and there are, there's jobs out there right now. Companies can't find people, probably because of all the abortions. We kill off 50 million of our young in horrific fashion and then wonder why we're having problems 50 years later. Amazing when you think about it. Amazing to me, the mass killing. 50 million babies destroyed, killed, violently killed. Wow. Not wanted. Unwanted babies. The most incredible gift on the planet. Unwanted babies for 50 years. (laughs) We may soon realize how badly we want those babies back. Anyway, to stick with the topic of the hand. What does the economy really mean? Well, we have jobs. And as long as you can slave away and you got enough to eke out a six-pack and a hot dog on Friday, well, I guess you're living the American dream now. How about the um, defense and the military? Is there going to be any discussion on that? No. No, because all anybody cares about is the big money pouring in by big corporations. And that's what's going to get all the attention. Who's talking about peace? Nobody. Uh, They have all these crazy ideas about restructuring our military, but no real leadership, no real vision anywhere for anything. 
And I think that's part of why these issues are run from. They don't even think the leadership really cares. They say, eh, nobody really cares. Nobody really cares about the economy. Why should I care about it? How about taxes? Nobody even complaining. Half of our money, when you do the math, half of our money is taken away by the government. What kind of freedom is that, man? I say 10% is a realist. you got to pay taxes. There needs to be some kind of tax base to have a, a functioning society. It's the only way it's going to work. We could live communally on a, on a patch of ground, you know, farming and collecting firewood. We'd still have to come up with a way to divvy things up. It's an age-old problem, the laziness. It hit me, by the way, with all this transgender stuff. You know, if there's one way that a guy can get out of work, it's to call himself a woman. Think about it. <laughs> You're not going to go in the military, be well-received. You're not going to go into construction. You're not going to go into any of the normally the male uh, fields, right? People trying to get out of work. It's been a long history of that. Taxes. Why are we paying so much? So many people get these big handouts, and we get the bill for it. How about our schools? Does anybody care about that? Does anybody care about the quality of our, our schools, our education system? Apparently not. It's not an issue that's been raised. The school safety, they'll use it for gun control purposes. But in terms of any real efforts to improve school safety or improve schools academically, none. Zero. Worse. Problem getting worse and worse. Is the border a concern? They say it is on the media. They put all these polls out. They say people are very concerned about the border. People's number one priority, illegal immigration. Not a peep about it. Just goes on day in, day out. Huge resources being allocated for this border nonsense. Our resources, at least at one time they were. I don't know if that's the case anymore. How about the future of Social Security? I just turned 53 years old. Fell, slipped on the ice, bruised my hip, messed up my shoulder. Jesus. Falling apart. What are you going to do? Anyway, point being, one of these days I'm going to retire. Am I going to get Social Security? Is it even going to be there for me? I, a few years ago, I interviewed a guy named John Knotts. He had a great interview, great book he wrote, Rediscovering Republicanism. And he said he thinks that's the point where the conservatives will rise up when they realize that they're paying all this money into Social Security and not, not getting anything back out of it. How about the debt? How about future generations that are going to inherit all this debt? And they're just going to look at this pile of heaping mess and be like, well, why would I want to participate in this? How about infrastructure? Whatever happened to the infrastructure bill that was not an infrastructure bill at all? All these issues are central to our quality of life. All these issues are central to any real, tangible progress in our society. What do I mean by that? Well, the lowering of government debts and taxes would have an incredible benefit to our quality of life. How about reducing uh, unnecessary regulation? How about uh, economic growth that doesn't rely on government stimulus? Is that even possible? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. We have cities that need to be rebuilt. There are We have ships that need to be built. Huge opportunities to do these things. Nobody's doing it. It's like we've lost the passion. The mess in our defense and our military. Let me tell you how big this problem is. We're spending round numbers about $2,500 a year 
for every man, woman, and child in this country for military and defense spending. Give that a little bit of thought. 2500 bucks. if you're a family of four, that's a $10,000 burden. And people say, well, the wealthy, the, yeah, it's always somebody else paying it. Trust me, you're bearing the weight of the burden. It's factored into everything. The hot dog you buy, the beer, the monster, the cup of coffee, whatever it is. It's built into everything. $10,000 a year for every family. That is huge. You know, take a, a young family. Whatever happened to uh, two 20-year-olds trying to have children anymore? Doesn't happen. Can't do it. How could you possibly survive? Really, really difficult. Certainly without any help from mom and dad. What kind of American dream is that? Everybody I talk to, they're having to help their kids. I talked about the safety in the school, people not feeling safe. Security in general. Can't secure the border, can't secure the schools. The, the basic role of government is to provide security. How do you have any liberty if you don't have security? I mean, really, this was the, 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 the one argument of our, our global uh, superpower rise, establish freedom of the seas, freedom of the skies, that people could come and go and trade and commerce and, and do as they please. Without fear of, um, you know, being taken hostage or having their ship taken or whatever. But we would live in a world where that wouldn't be possible. And it required security to do it. And that's not going to go away. Now, I think there's an opportunity here, too, to change the way that we provide security. And I think there's going to be a great increase in uh, private security contractors. For example... Why couldn't you provide security to ships going through the uh, um, the Suez Canal there, right? Why, why couldn't you um, say, hey, we're going to put a team on board your ship. We're going to come with our gear, our anti-drone stuff, our own drones, and you set up a security pattern there. I don't know. I think there's going to be a, a market for it. I really do. I could go on and on about that. Why are none of these issues being discussed? You've got a Republican Party. You've got a Democrat Party. I watched a, uh, a great unhinged breakdown liberal. Their whole line is that you don't want Trump. Is there be women's rights taken away, and um, uh, he's going to just destroy the border and the economy, and it's just doomsday, doomsday, doomsday. Then you look at the other side and you say, well, what is Trump's plan exactly? Well, let's just stick with Biden's plan. Let's just say Biden gets another four years. What would you expect to see? Well, he's going to leave the border wide open, probably even more. He's not going to address anything with Social Security. It's not good for the party. The military and defense, he's got no plan there. The debt, they just want to spend more and more and more. That's their argument. So you would expect increases in debt and inflation, continued overrunning of our border. That's what we're going to... You know, basically, at best, the status quo with our military and status quo with taxes, just an increase in debt. Is that acceptable? Are we willing to say, oh, fine, as long as taxes don't go up, but if you're going to borrow more money, we're okay with it. You're okay with the hidden tax of inflation. When is anybody going to start talking about the government stopping the flow of this, this crazy flow of money? We can't afford it anymore. Nobody's having that discussion. Biden, Kamala, <laughs> everybody has to pay their fair share. Yeah, people are going to be paying their fair share. You know, one of the big things that I see going on that's affecting all this 
We haven't had a, a period in this country of any, like we haven't had, a, even our wars have been pretty easy compared to past wars. You didn't have a, you know, a family on every block losing a son to the war. Oh, so-and-so lost their son. Oh, so-and-so lost their son. You didn't have that going on. Not there wasn't a lot of carnage over the last 20 years because there was. But it wasn't like World War II or Vietnam where you had bodies stacked up. You know, so they made it safer for the, for the humans on the battlefield, I guess. Not so much for the countries that we've, we've wreaked havoc on. But my point is, whether it's economic, the past uh, couple of financial crises, we've just printed, printed our way out of it. And printed economic stimulus. Put it on the backs of the world. Ran up a little debt. How much longer can that possibly go on? Nobody's asking that question. And what ha- what do we do to prepare for it? They want to talk about this existential threat of, of climate change and that whole scam. What about the debt collapse? And that's a, a real, real threat. It's happened before in history. It'll certainly happen again. When people lose complete confidence in the money, you've got to ask yourself, where does that take us from there? What's left? If you can't go to the store, you know, I was, Tucker Carlson, if you don't know, came under fire for some of his videos about Russia. He was out there, and not only did he do the interview with Putin, but then he's running around, you know, going to all these Russian places, almost turned into a little bit of a Russian propaganda video. And, and Tucker called, oh, look how nice the food stores are and this and that. And maybe Putin is doing a better job with all that stuff. Maybe they have allowed some level of capitalism for people to make money. They see the value of that, and, and it's working a little bit. That being said, look at what happened with this Nulvaney guy. He's dead. Political opposition. And you want to look at how he got treated compared to Trump. Trump's a lucky guy. Think about it. You can't trust Putin. You're gonna. What, well, here's another one. Oh, Russia and Putin. Let's go down and have real interviews with, like, you know, the the concrete finisher in Russia, or the auto mechanic. That's who I want to talk to. How how's life here in Russia these days under Vladimir Putin? I would tell you, some people are. Hey, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Some people they're gonna say not so much. But it's not the American dream. It's not America. You could go do what you wanted. You were free to go do what you wanted. There's so many opportunities because you were free to do what you wanted. You were free to say and think and do what you wanted. Do we have that today? Our culture shifted big time. And that's not even getting into the basics of the real issues. Everything that I mentioned to you. Whether or not we're able to keep our borders secure, whether or not we're able to have a fair tax system and debts that don't just wipe out massive amounts of wealth on an ongoing basis. That's what our our financial system has turned into, a washing machine of, of fortunes built and fortunes gone, wiped out overnight in some cases. Crazy. Schools that can't seem to teach, doing everything but teach. A border that's no border at all. Just give it up. Take it away. Why do we have but just stop the lunacy? We keep paying into Social Security, and every year we hear that it's becoming less and less solvent. What kind of a system is that? What was the term? My buddy Dan from Chicago, a square deal. All we want is a square deal. What does that mean? What does that mean? What's the American? A fair shot at raising a family, owning a property, 
and retiring peacefully. That's all. That's really all it is. Raising a family, having a decent place to live that you own, and retiring peacefully. What more can you really ask for? The ability to raise your family, your children have an opportunity to go and build careers and businesses and go build lives for themselves. That's all. How do you do that today? You're lucky if you get into a public school system that teaches you anything. You go to college. That's become a complete scam. The military opportunities aren't there. The economy, you make money, you save. It's going to be worth half as much tomorrow. In our retirement system, the Social Security is just turned into a giant mess. Is that a square deal? One of the things that I've asked so many times in the past, do good people do this? Does a, does a society of good people even speak of unwanted babies, let alone kill 50 million of them? What kind of freedom is that? Do good people do that? How about the collapse of our school system? Do good people mismanage things like that? How about the border, the debt, Social Security, all of it? Do good people who are charged with the responsibility of these things, do good people who are charged with being stewards of these things, whether it's the president or any of the other 500 people at the federal level or any number of millions of others at the state and local level, do good people allow these things to go on? The machine has taken on a life of its own. And a lot of people, what do we do? What do we do? Our own government, it's not our own government anymore. It's working against us, and it's only going to get worse. What do you do? What do we do? Get rid of it, for God's sake. I don't know why the answer is so difficult. If we were to take our schools and focus on reading, writing, and arithmetic only, secure our border with state resources if necessary with payments from the federal government, Easy peasy. You could do it without any cost at all. Enact a law, $10,000 a day penalty for any anyone per illegal immigrant, anybody hiring illegals. Problem solved. You would shut it down right there without a penny. Social Security, revamp it to do what? No, not to change the ages and all that. To stop it as a disability system. And the whole disability system needs to be relooked at. The military, simple solution for defense only. Pull it all back to our borders. Just think about those couple things real quick. If you said, look, schools are going to pare back to simply teaching reading, writing, and arithmetic, that's it. The border we're going to secure in the following fashion, $10,000 a day penalty, and it'll be enforced by the state police. You can keep the fines. How's that? (laughs) Ha ha! Done. The debt. Control the size of the federal government, 10% year-over-year cuts until the budget is balanced. Once that's done, amortize the debt over a longer issue. Look, just stop a second. Without spending a penny, I just secured the border. I just reshaped our schools. The costs will go down. The quality will go up. Same with the defense by focusing on on our own borders only. Military for defense only. Schools teaching, reading, writing, and arithmetic only. Border controlled. 
by laws that limit the employment of illegal immigrants. If we simply did those three things, you'd watch this country start turning around in no time flat. How is it that I can sit down here in this little studio, down here in this underground bunker overlooking the hills of Philadelphia, that we can come up with these ideas, but all these people making all this money, nothing, not even a discussion. They spit in your face because they don't care about you. They don't care about our country. And that's why I want to keep doing this, because I do care. And it feels good to care. It's important that we care because the legacy that we leave is important. And if this show is a little piece that I can do to contribute to that, God willing, I'll keep doing as long as I can. Don't forget to check out the show at ProjectChaos.org. God willing, I'll be back tomorrow. Sure hope to see you there. Make it a great day. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.